Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1 and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart fills the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. Utter. Um, can't think of the name of my own program uh, episode, but anyway. Utter rejection. That's the title. Before I get to that, well, no, I get to it right now. Okay, here we go. Utter rejection. I will speak of, obviously, rejection. Who is doing the rejecting? Is there a cost? for rejection, this rejection of which I will speak. What is the price of it? Is the end of the rejection? Those questions I hope to answer. Okay, so let me get with it. There's quite a bit. And after that, after the other rejection, the first segment, I will read from my book, The Prodigy, Hearts, ABCs of Bible Rhyme, to read from my book. The Son of God was here with men on earth. However, I left it home. <laughs> so this book I keep in the car, The Prodigy, Hearts, ABCs of Bible Rhyme, we will deal with it. Now, utter rejection. The Bible asked the question, Job 8, 3, I believe, doth God pervert judgment? Should be interesting. Does God pervert judgment? Or doth the Almighty pervert justice? Now, the book tells us, King James Bible tells us, that... God loves justice. It also says God loves judgment. Okay. So the question, does God pervert judgment or does the Almighty pervert justice? Those words have come up in recent episodes. Judgment, justice. Jeremiah 2 verse 11 says, Hath a nation changed their God? Very interesting. Matthew 21, verse 37, a part of God's plan, a plan, a part of Lord All Cap's plan, God the Father. 
He says, Matthew twenty-one thirty-seven, they will reverence my son. Now, that's the will of God. That's the will of the Father. They will reverence my son. The they. The they refers to the people. Namely, the Gentiles, the Israelites, all people. Other people, I said the Gentiles and the Israelites, other people as well. But primarily, it has to do with the Gentiles and Israelites. Okay? They will reverence my son. Now, I've given you that statement in recent episodes. And the answer is there in recent episodes. They will reverence my son. I may get to that later on. Mark 12, verse 30. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. That's a lot of love, isn't it? That's a lot of love. Who said that? I just said it. I read it. But this is in the book. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. goes on to say that this is the first commandment. Well, it may be. But the point is, loving the Lord thy God. This Lord is written using the capital L with the lowercase O-R-D. That's a reference to God the Son. Remember the Lord God with uh, Lord written using all capital letters? That's the Father, reference to the Father in the King James Bible. And the Lord God, that Lord written using the capital L, lowercase O-R-D, is a reference to the Son. And it's the Son reverenced here in this statement, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Why not love the Lord thy God? Rejection, the Father has said, if they have rejected him, they will also reject the Son. Okay? Psalm 82, verse 3. Do justice to the afflicted. Do justice to the afflicted. Proverbs 21, verse 3. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord, all caps, than sacrifice. To do judgment and justice. Now, justice here is moral rightness. Doing that which is right. Of course, according to the Lord God. Doing that which is right. Moral rightness. And judgment here is the ability to judge. 
make a decision, form an opinion objectively. And that's what the Son of God, the Lord God, capital L, lowercase O-R-D, has been doing for numerous years. He has been doing justice and judgment. Isaiah 56, verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, all caps, judgment and do justice. That's what the Son has been doing. Now, the same goes for mankind. The, the same goes for the Gentiles. The same goes for the Israelites. They are to do moral rightness, not just the son, but the people as well. They are to be able to judge, make a decision, form an opinion objectively from the data. What is the data? The data is the content of the King James Bible with reference to the truth thereof. <clears throat> the truth of the king, the truth contained in the King James Bible. The truth the Son of God has made known. Isaiah 59 verse 4, none calleth for justice. Hmm. Talking about the people. None, not one, calleth for justice nor any pleadeth for truth, not a one standing up in defense and fighting in defense of God's truth, in defense of the truth of the King James Bible, truth coming from the King James Bible. It says, none, call it for justice, justice, moral rightness. Is it just for is it moral right for the Gentiles to continue to hold the Israelites in a perpetual? Is that morally right? To hold a people, the Israelites of today, in captivity when these people have not done anything to warrant such a doing. Not a thing. But not only are the Gentiles holding the Israelites in a, in a perpetual captivity, they are ignoring the Israelites that they are holding in a perpetual captivity. Ignoring them. Acting, behaving as though the Israelites do not exist. Is that moral rightness? That's a good question. Is that morally right? Is that a right and prop to hold the Israelites in a perpetual captivity when these Israelites of the day have done nothing to them? No harm, no hurt, no damage, no nothing. But yet, the Gentiles, alias white people, are holding them in a 
uh, ritual or in a perpetual captivity. The captivity is real. And the thing about it, one thing about it, the Israelites of today in the Gentile nations don't even know that they are being held in captivity. They behave as though everything is all right when everything is not all right. That is not justice to hold the Israelites today in in captivity. That is no, that's not justice. It's not morally right. It's not a good thing at all. Contrary, it's an evil thing. It is an evil thing to hold innocent people in a virtual, uh, in a perpetual captivity. A real and perpetual captivity. That's evil. It's wickedness. It is not a good thing at all. Whether the Israelites know it or not, the Gentiles know what they are doing. The Gentiles know that they are continuing to hold the people, the descendants of the people that their fathers cast into captivity. The Gentiles well know that. The Gentiles behave as though the Israelites do not exist. And the Gentiles have made the Israelites the lowest of all people. Where's moral rightness with the Gentiles? Where is moral rightness? Where is goodness, decency? Now, the Israelites, according to the King James Bible, are the people of God. Let me say that again. Now, the Israelites of today, held in captivity by the Gentiles, and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord, all caps, than sacrifice. Thus saith the Lord the Father, all caps, keep ye judgment and do justice. The Bible, in the Bible you read these words. In the book of Genesis, let my people go. Who is doing the talking? Lord Altaps is doing the talking. Who is he talking to? Well, let's answer this question. Who is being held in captivity? And where? It's the Israelites being held in captivity. The Bible makes that known clearly. The Bible speaks of it. And who are holding them in captivity? The Gentiles, alias white people. Keep in mind, these things are in the King James Bible. Truth coming from King James Bible. That's a right and proper thing to do. It's on the moral rightness. Tell the truth. Speak the truth. Speak the truth. Gentiles, you are well aware you are holding God's people, the Israelites, in a perpetual captivity. And you know that the book has said, the King James Bible says, 
let my people go. Let my people go. Okay, let's move on and finish this so we can do a little reading. Isaiah 59, verse 4, none calleth for justice, nor any pleaded for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. This is talking about the people holding the Israelites in captivity. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Remember what I said the last time? Power was or is why? Why? And I gave you some statements in answer to the question, why? Why? Isaiah 59 verse 9, they say there is just Therefore, it is judgment far from us, the they, the Gentiles, towards of God and holders of God people, God's people. Therefore, it is judgment far from us, neither does uh, justice overtake us. We walk in darkness. Now, the Gentiles walking in darkness... To walk in darkness is to walk not knowing. It's, it's the same as being ignorant, ignorant of something. The Gentiles are not ignorant uh, of holding the Israelites in captivity. They know it very well. All right. So therefore, is judgment far from us, they say, neither does justice overtake us. Is that a true statement? See what's going on. That's what they say, the Gentiles, the captors, the holders of God's people. Isaiah 59, 14, truth is fallen, and equity, equity cannot enter. Is that true? Is truth fallen? Is King James Bible truth fallen? Or is it waging battle? Is it raging war? Is it in a fight for right, for righteousness? Jeremiah 50, verse 7, they have sinned against the Lord. They have sinned. It's kind of like a verdict saying someone's guilty. Here it says, they, speaking about the Gentiles, holders of God's people, those who are disobedient to God's word, those who have rebelled against the Lord God, those who delight in telling lies, those who are deceivers, workers of iniquity, rebellious. It says of them, they have sinned against the Lord. Now, in Romans 6, 6 verse 23 it says the wages of sin is death they have sinned against the Lord the wages of sin is death Romans six twenty three. yes they can quote the wages the Bible says the wages of sin is death well, it does say that now 
many of the ones who say that don't even know what sin is, according to the Bible. I know the Israelites don't. They do not know what sin is, according to the Bible. I've asked them, well, okay, you talk about sin, then what, what is sin? Okay. They have sinned against the Lord. The wages of sin is death. That statement, the wages of sin is death, is a penalty. That's the penalty for those who have sinned, says the Lord God. They have sinned against the Lord. And the Gentiles have admitted to being guilty. They have admitted to rebelling against the Lord. They have committed to doing wicked, wickedly. Uh, they have committed to doing iniquity. They have committed. I mean, they have, um, what's my word I want? They have admitted. That's what I want. The Gentiles have admitted to doing those things, rebelling against the Lord, doing wickedly, doing iniquity. They have admitted to those. I gave you that the last time. And maybe the time before the last time. Okay. They have admitted to being guilty. Penalty is death. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, Psalms, it says God is the judge. It's God who says they have sinned against the Lord. The Gentiles admit to sinning against the Lord. It's God who said they have sinned against the Lord, and it's God who said who gives the uh, judgment. I mean the penalty. He says the wages of sin is death. They have sinned, the wages of sin is death. You don't know how that death is going to come. You don't know what that death will look like. Because certainly everyone who does wrong does not die right then. That's a fact. We all know that. (laughs) We, We all know that. A nation does wrong. And everybody in that nation don't die right then or don't die at all altogether at the same time. So, therefore, I say you don't know what that uh, penalty, that judgment will look like. You don't know until it comes. The Gentiles don't know until it comes. Now, the Gentiles have sense enough to know when judgment comes upon them. They have sense enough to know that. They may at, they may not admit it openly where where other people, you know, non Gentiles can hear them. But they know it. They talk about it among themselves, I'm pretty sure. Because they know what they have done and they got sense enough to know what judgment is. Oh, this is nothing but the judgment of God. They have sense enough to know that. Since I started this episode, I've been saying the Gentiles know. They do know. They know what they have done. They know what the book has said with respect to what they have done. They know. They don't want the Israelites to know. Israelites walk in the dark. 
ignorant Israelites are in the dark. Israelites in the United States are in the dark. They are ignorant of what is really going on, ignorant of what is being done, ignorant of what is happening. They're ignorant. They walk in ignorance. They walk in darkness, not knowing. It's bad to be in a position and not know the position you're in. That's not a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Judgment. They have sin, penalty, the wages of sin is death. Deuteronomy 16.20, that which is altogether just shalt thou follow. That which is altogether just, righteous. We're talking about moral, we're still talking about moral rightness. That which is altogether just. God has said, let my people go. The Gentiles say, no, we're not going to let them go. We're not going to come back to you. God has said, return to me. Now, if the Gentiles, if God is telling the Gentiles to return to him, that means they must have been with him at some form of time. Because he calls upon them to return to him. And then you can ask yourself the question, why do the Gentiles have the Bible, the King James Bible? Okay, if they have nothing to do with the Bible, why do they have it? They have everything to do with the Bible. They rebel against God. They have rebelled against God. And they have rebelled against his word. Yet they stand up or sit down and teach lies with regard to God's word. God has said, speak the truth. They speak lies concerning God, concerning his word, and concerning his people. Let's move on. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 32, 4, God, talking about God, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. I, I got to move on. That speaks for itself. It says about God, he is a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right, right is he. Even in his judgment, he is just and right in, in his judgment and in his execution of judgment. God, the book says, is just and and right. For Second Samuel twenty three three, he that ruleth over men must be just, fearing God. That's what God has said. But I see wicked men ruling over men. And they know that this is in the book. When I say they speaking of the Gentiles. Nehemiah nine thirty three. The Gentiles here are speaking to God. Listen to what they say. Listen carefully. They say to God, Thou just in all that is brought upon us, talking about judgment being brought upon them. For thou, God, 
has done right. Listen carefully. But we have done wickedly. That's another admission of sin. Wickedness, doing wickedness to do wickedness is a sin. Wickedness is a sin, okay? That's what they say to God. It's recorded. It's in the record book, King James Bible. I got to read that one again. Thou, they say to God, thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right. But we have done wickedly. What are these things saying? Well, it just said, I just read the statement. God is a God of truth, and without iniquity, just and right is he. He that rules over men must be just. They say to God, thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. Psalm 7, verse 9. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to end, but establish the just. Psalm 37, 12. The wicked plotteth against the just. Who is the just here? We've just been told. God is a God of truth and without iniquity. Just, remember that word? Just and right is he. And here we see the wicked plot is against the just. The Bible has told you who the just is. First Timothy 6, 5, men, we're talking about wickedness. We're talking about men of corrupt minds. Those holding the Israelites in a perpetual captivity. Men, people of corrupt minds. Psalm 62, 4. They only consult to cast him down, to cast God down from his excellency. They delight in lying. Did you, you need to get your Bible and see this. No, better still. You should, you should believe my word. You should. My word is truth. God down from his excellency, they delight in lying. Proverbs twelve twenty two: lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, all caps. The Gentiles delight in lying. Lying lips are an abomination to Lord, all caps, to God. But they that deal truly are his delight. Who will deal truly? Who will be in defense? Who will defend the, the truth? Who will receive the truth? And that brings us to this. Psalm 37, verse 4, delight thyself also in the Lord. But the Gentiles, the captors of God's people, the holders of God, God's people, they delight in lying. Understand this. When preachers preaching publicly, like in churches and on TV and all like that, if they're speaking about truth and Bible content, they're lying. That's true. The Bible is against religion, okay? What that means? That means the Bible is against Christianity and its teaching with regard to the Bible or Bible content. They lie. They lie. Here it says they delight in lying. Okay. Jeremiah 5, 5 verse 3, 
they have refused to receive correction. That's that's my conclusion. That's what I get. I've been teaching on Bible truth for years. Nothing has changed, as these statements show, with the statements in the past several uh, episodes show. They have refused to receive correction. They've refused to return to God. They've refused to let God's people go. They've refused to teach truth and be for truth. First Samuel 8, 7, they have rejected that I should not reign over them. That's what they have done. That's a conclusionary statement. It's a conclusion. Conclusion, they have sinned against the Lord. The wages of sin is death. Conclusion, uh, they have refused to receive correction. Conclusion, they have rejected me that I should reign, that I should not reign over them. And you ask the question, why? Why was the title of the preceding episode? I think now it was one of them. The preceding one or the one before that is the the title. Why? And I gave reasons in that episode. Here are all the reasons. Okay? How many reasons do you need? How many reasons does God need? How many reasons does God need in order for him to act? It doesn't take but one. Okay? Here we have many, many reasons. Okay, I've got to read some. The bulk of the time is gone. I will read, as I said, from the book, the Prod- and this is my book, The Prodigy, Parts, ABCs of Bible Rhyme. Uh, in this book, we have uh, in each item, each item is made up of three statements. Okay, here we go. You get Genesis one twenty nine says, I have given you every herb bearing seed. Leviticus eleven ten says, and of any living thing which is in the waters. Now I've got I've got to find a word that rhymes with the, uh, the word a word in the second statement that rhymes with the first with a word in the first. Okay, and of living giving giving living. Okay, we have given and living. Okay. Living in the second statement rhymes with given in the first statement. But we have another one because each one has three statements. First Peter three three and of wearing of gold. The word wearing in the third statement rhymes with the word bearing in the first statement. Now we go to to the next one. The first statement, Genesis one twenty nine. I have given you every herb-bearing seed. The second statement, Joshua 23, 11, take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves. Okay, take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves. Okay, take, okay, see, I plan on doing another book, reading from another book. So it's not like I have these things underlined. As I read, I've got to figure them out myself. Okay, I have given you, Take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves. I have given you every 
herb bearing bearing seed heed. Okay. In the second statement, we have the word heed, and it rhymes with the word seed in the first statement. In the third statement, uh, you're supposed to read the first statement, in, you know, each time. First statement, I've given you every herb bearing seed. Third statement, so then faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. Okay, what do I see? I see that hearing uh, in the third statement is a rhyme for bearing in the first statement. No, they do not sound alike, but look how they are written. The only thing different in the two words are the first the first letters in each. Bearing, hearing, B-E-A-R-I-N-G, and H-E-A-R-I-N-G, okay? You can, figure, you can look up what type of rhyme that is called, all right? Now, the third, number three, Genesis 129 says, which is upon the face of the earth. The second statement, Luke 639 says, shall they not both fall into the ditch? Shall they, as I said, I've got to figure this out. I hadn't planned on doing this. Shall they not both fall into the ditch? Okay, let's, uh, I can't take time to figure these out. Let's go to the third statement. But we have to read the first one first. Which is upon the face of the earth. The third statement says, and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. Okay, I see right away that in the third statement we have race, which rhymes with face in the first statement. The next one. First statement, Genesis 129, and every tree. Second statement, and every tree, the second statement, they shall see the glory of the Lord. See, tree. Okay, the word see in the second statement rhymes with the word tree in the first statement. Now we go to the third statement, but we have to read the first statement first. First statement, and every tree. Third statement, let the dead bury their dead. Bury, bury every. Okay? The word bury, B-U-R-Y, in the third statement, the next one, number 71A. Genesis 129 says, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. The second statement says, they have taken root. They have taken root. Okay, I don't have time to figure that out. So let's go to the third statement. But we must read the first statement. The first statement, in the which is the fruit of a, okay, root fruit. Okay, for the second one, I see the word root in the second statement, and it rhymes with fruit in the first statement. Uh, the third statement, I have to read the first statement again. The first statement, in the which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed. Third statement, concerning him that has so done this deed. Right away I see that deed in the third statement rhymes with seed in the first statement. Next item, 72A, Genesis 129, to you it shall be for meat. Second statement, uh, John 20, verse 27, 
reach hither thy finger. Reach, meet, reach. Okay, I see. Reach in the second statement rhymes with meet in the first statement. And the third statement says, uh, I have to read the first one again. To you it shall be for meat. The third statement, Ezekiel 28, verse 2, says, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God. Right away, I see that seat in the third statement rhymes with meat in the first statement. Adam 23a, Genesis 1, verse 30, and to every beast of the earth. Um, second statement, Philippians 2.14, do all things. I see the word do in the second statement rise with the word to, T-O, in the first statement. Now for the third statement. I must read the first one first, uh, again. Genesis 1.30, and to every beast of the earth. The third statement, 1 Samuel 7, 8. Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God. Right away, I see the word cease, which rhymes with, uh, in the first statement, and it rhymes with beast in the first statement. Item 74a, Genesis 1, verse 30. Wherein there is life. Second statement, Matthew 11, 5. The blind receive their sight. I see the word sight in the second statement in the first statement. And now for the third statement, I must read the first statement first, Genesis 1, verse 30, wherein there is life, third statement, Amos 9, verse 3, and he shall bite them. I see bite in verse, bite in the third statement, which rhymes with life in the first statement. Seventy-five, two, verse one. First statement: Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Second statement: Psalm one, twelve, verse five. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. A good man. I see and a n d in the second statement, and it rhymes with no. That's not no. I don't see that. Okay. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. A good man. Okay, I see man in the second statement, and it rhymes with the word and, A-N-D, in the first statement. And now for the third statement, 75C, Psalm Proverbs. Mm, Proverbs. I have Psalm Proverbs 11.30, but it's probably Proverbs 11, verse 30. But I must read the first statement again. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Third statement. Proverbs 11.30, he that winneth souls is wise. Okay, what in what word in the third statement rhymes with the word in the first statement? Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Okay, let's go with, no, he that winneth souls is wise. Souls is he that wins. Souls is wise. Okay. I can't see that right away. It's probably right in my face. Well, I know it is. 
Okay, seven to six item. A, Genesis 2, verse 1. And all the hosts of them, Roman, the second statement, Romans eleven eighteen. boast not against the branches. I see right away that boast in the second statement rhymes with host in the first statement. And the third statement, but I must read the first statement again, and all the hosts of them, third statement, and laud him, all ye people. I see the word laud, L-A-U-D, in the third statement, and it rhymes with the word all in the first statement. Item 77A, Genesis 2, verse 2, and on the seventh day God ended his work. Uh, the second statement, 77B, Jeremiah thirteen eighteen, say unto the king and to the queen, humble yourselves. Okay. Say unto the king and to the peop- the queen. Queen ended his work. Uh, seventh, humble on, on. Okay, I've got to skip that one. Let's go to the third one, but I must read the first statement again. And on the seventh day, God ended his work. Job, uh, third statement, Job 12, verse 15. Also, he sendeth them out. He sendeth them out. Sendeth, ended. Okay, I see that the word sendeth in the third statement rhymes with the word ended in the first statement. Now for item 78A, B and C, 78A, Genesis 2, verse 2, and he rested on the seventh day. Uh, The second statement, Isaiah 56, verse 1, keep ye judgment and do justice. Oh, we heard that before in this episode. Okay, keep ye judgment and do justice. All right, but where's the rhyme? Keep ye judgment. And do okay. Let me just say right now, keep uh, keep in the second statement. We can say it rhymes with the word key in the first statement, and the third statement, item seventy-eight C. But I must read the first statement again. And he rested on the seventh day, seventy-eight C. Proverbs twenty-four verse fifteen: Lay not wait. Okay. I see lay in the third statement, which rhymes with day in the first statement. Item 79A, Genesis 2, verse 5, and every plant of the field. The second statement, 79B, Luke 10, 31. By chance there came down a certain priest. What word in the second statement rhymes with a word in the first statement? And every plant of the field, by chance there came down, every plant, chance. Okay, I see See in the second statement the word chance that rhymes with the word plant in the first statement. 79C, the third statement, but I must read the first statement first. You always read the first statement first which says, and every plant of the field. The third statement, 1 Samuel 20, verse 8, therefore thou shalt deal kindly. I see that the word deal in the third statement rhymes with the word field 
in the first statement. Let's do one more. 80 verse 88. I mean, 80, item 80, A. Genesis 2 5. Before it 39, and knew not. I see knew in the second statement, and it rhymes with the word grew in the first statement. Uh, 80C. I must read the first statement again. Before it grew. Now, C. Acts 27 29. And they cast four anchors out of the stern. Okay, I see the word four in the third statement, and it, it rhymes, it's a rhyme for the word before. In, now, this, this, this group has four items in it. So I'm, uh, I must read the first statement again. Before it grew, 80 item D, Genesis 6-8, but Noah found grace. Noah 4. Okay, I see Noah, and the word Noah, in item 4, which rhymes with the word before. I think we'll stop here. Um, it's been good. Take heed to the things that you've heard. Take heed. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Always make the Lawmaster Archive your dwelling place. Go to Amazon Bookstore and order from my great list of books there. Make sure you get these two items, The Prodigy, Hearts, ABCs of Bible Rhyme, and my book, uh, The Son of God Was Here With Me on Earth. Give, uh, get books of mine and give us gifts to others, even to your preacher, your pastor, your friends, your loved ones, family members. You know how to do it. Do that. And join me next time.